Welcome to this Sunday morning's message podcast from Kingdom Faith. Well, actually, you're all wrong because nobody, nobody really knows today exactly what Jesus looks like, looks like, do they? So people have ideas, but there's lots of like queries over it. So I think we should... Just so that you're not confused, we should just cover Mariam up. So, Joel, can... Now, I've got kids, okay, so I've learned a vital lesson. You don't allow children to put bags over their heads. So, Joel, can you put two holes in the bottom of that bag? And Yeah, and then she can put her feet through them and we can pull it up just so that we don't break any dangerous rules and maybe banned from working with kids for life. Okay, did anyone else shout out anything else? A few people. Um, Elizabeth. Jesus and something else. Can you remember what the something else was? No, okay. Anyone else? Freedom. Freedom. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Risen. Yeah, I like it. He's alive. Yeah. Joy. Yep, that's good. Oh, these are all awesome ones. Did anyone shout out the grave or the tomb? (laughs) Just if you put, can you put your arms in there and kind of, kind of hide your head in there? Because otherwise, people are looking, they'll be like, oh, there's Mariam, not, oh, there's Jesus. Okay? Do the best you can, all right? Hello. Okay, did anyone shout out the grave or the tomb? No. But who would agree that the grave and the tomb is quite a big part of Easter? Yeah? yeah. yeah? Okay. It's quite often mentioned around this time about the grave and the tomb. Now, other than, other than Jesus, I have a problem with all of these, all of these things, apart from all of the amazing words that you shouted out like freedom and joy and everything now mariam do you want to just come and sit on the stage for a moment and we'll get you back in a minute or jesus do you want to come and sit on the stage for a moment now if we pretend can i just borrow a chair you can leave your stuff on it all right sharon didn't want to show you how many biscuits she had (laughs) okay so if we imagine that's the grave there okay And then we've got the cross, and we've got our Easter egg. Now, does anyone know the problem I have with these three things? Elizabeth. Hmm, it's a good answer. It's not what I was thinking, though. I'm not clever enough to think like that. Anyone else? Shall I give you a little clue? Joel, can you open that for me, please? Think about your Easter eggs, okay? Think about the first time you ever had an Easter egg. Wow. Joel is very self-disciplined. Most most people by his age would have it straight out of the box by now. Can you imagine getting a chunk of chocolate that big... You see it in the box, you pick it out, thinking that you're going to need to 
really strengthen your muscles to get it out, and suddenly, has anyone got it yet? It's hollow. Easter eggs are the biggest con ever. Like, do you know, I was meant to research this, but I didn't, but I'm pretty sure that my assumptions are correct. You can go into a shop and you can buy 200 grams of Cadbury's Dairy Milk Chocolate for about £1.50. If you bought a 200-gram Cadbury's Dairy Milk Easter egg, it would probably cost you a fiver. Yeah? What do you get? You lose £3.50, and all you gain is some air. Now, who would go into a shop and spend £3.50 on air? Anyone? I would quite happily sell you some air for £3.50. Okay? I have a problem with the fact that Easter eggs are empty. Every year I face this challenge with Claire, and now it's probably going to start happening with Poppy. I do not have any time for Easter eggs. Now, Clara tell me, oh, yeah, but Malteser Easter eggs, they taste so nice. There's no difference in a Malteser Easter egg than by, is it Nestle who make Malteser? Mars. You can, you can buy... You can buy Mars chocolate in other ways. Do you know, it's, I'm surprised that they haven't been done for false advertising. Because if you buy a Malteser Easter egg, you'd expect there to be some of that Malteser goodness inside, which is, to be fair, is fairly similar to air anyway. So I'm sure they won't lose much money over it. But there's a scam. It's empty. It's... In my head, it's pointless. I was going to ask Claire to put that away, but Joel, do you want to put that away? Otherwise, it won't go away. Okay, the cross. It's empty. Now, we'll come back to that one, but actually, has an empty cross ever done anything for any of you? That's a, some of you are thinking, oh my word, how do I answer this one? I could get this seriously wrong. Actually... I'll help you out. The empty cross didn't do anything for you. It was who was on the cross that did something for you. You can go and, you can go and make a cross. It's not going to save you. It's not going to help you. Okay, maybe if you make it with a sharp point on and you came across a grizzly bear, it may save you. But generally, a wooden cross is not going to save you. An empty grave. Okay, use your imagination. An empty grave is not going to save you. Now, there's a, there's, a problem. there's a problem with all of these things. Now, as I was thinking about the egg, I thought, do you know what? I would be quite happy if somebody gave me a proper egg that had a chicken inside, that like, had a little baby chick. That would be more representative of Easter to me, because actually it has life inside. It has something that's 
that's worthwhile inside rather than just air. Even if it was a, I don't know the, the word for it, an un... If the chicken doesn't lay on, doesn't sit on it and... Unfertilised, that's it. If it's an unfertilised one, do you know what? I'd rather have a little chicken, but a fried egg is better than air. Yeah? Right. Now let's... Let's bring on Jesus. So all of these things, we think about them at Easter, but actually the Easter egg is not going to help save us. The empty cross is not going to help save us without Jesus. The empty grave is not going to help save us. The thing that we need to look to is Jesus. Now, for the benefit of all of us, because I think it's good for us all to look at this as much as we possibly can, we're going to quickly run through what Jesus has done for us. Not what Mariam has done for us. Now, actually, this is a very good, this is a very good representation of what Jesus has done for us up to a certain point. Now, we all had things in our lives that were not good, things that we'd done that had made Jesus sad. Can you give us a little sad face? <laughs> we'll keep that there. <laughs> things that had not pleased him. To be honest, some of us had probably even done some of those things this morning, if we think about it carefully. I'm sure I have. Um, these things are called sin and they're a bit like rubbish okay can would you agree with that it's rubbish nobody wants rubbish okay and nobody actually wants sin either have any of you got any rubbish in your pockets or on the floor oh i've got some oh christmas paper that means my jeans haven't been washed since christmas (laughs) oops Maybe that would be classified slightly as sin in my life. I'll let you make that decision yourself. I'm sure my wife will speak to me later. So, Jesus went to the cross to take our sin, our rubbish. So, Mariam, do you want to go round and do you want to collect up some rubbish? Okay. If you just have a little walk around, and if you've got any rubbish, this is your time to get rid of it. Now, I bet some of you are sitting there thinking, I'm not going to look for my rubbish, and even if I had some rubbish, I'm not going to put it in there because I want my rubbish to stay private. Oh, I bet we've all done that before because we don't want our sin to be exposed. We don't want those things that we've done wrong to be exposed so that others can find out. And even if nobody sees, even if you put it in with your hand closed so nobody can see it, so the only person who can see it is Jesus, we still are sometimes reluctant to give those things over to Jesus because we don't want him to know about them. Can I tell you something that's going to help you for the rest of your lives? Jesus already knows about everything you've ever done. So your plans of hiding your sin are completely useless. Have you collected lots of rubbish? 
Now, the good thing is, Jesus said that when he died on the cross, he didn't just take our sin for up until that time. He said once and for all time. Okay? So even if you haven't put your rubbish in this morning and you're thinking in your head, oh, I've got sin, I maybe should have thrown something in there, it doesn't matter, you still can, because it was once and for all time. So Jesus came and he was nailed to... Oh, chuck it, can chuck it all in the bag. He was nailed to the cross. Okay, I did say that my example only works up until a certain point. Well, guys, you, you keep your pockets fairly good. It's generally just paper and a cup and a few tissues, which don't even look like they've seen a lot of gross stuff. (laughs) So Jesus took all of our rubbish on the cross, and he died on the cross with it to take the punishment for our rubbish so that we wouldn't have to, okay? Now, does anyone know that if Jesus doesn't take your sin, there is going to be a punishment for your sin? Okay? And the reason is because sin is not good. Like, for you younger ones here, or anyone who still has a, a parent in their life who likes to speak lots of stuff over them, we all know that if we do something stupid or not good, our parents will find out and will say something to us. Is that correct? Yeah? Funnily, none of the children are saying yes. They're carefully considering what they may have done wrong this morning that I'm kindly reminding their parents about. There's always a consequence. And God being our father, there will be a consequence if we do something that upsets him. It's just how stuff works. But by giving our sin to Jesus, it meant that we could avoid that consequence. And he took it on the cross, and he died, and he came down from the cross. And when he was dead, I like to think of it like this. There was three days, okay? Now, many people have lots of really clever ideas and thoughts about what happened during those three days, but this is probably much simpler than you've ever been told or heard before. He took the bag of rubbish and he came over to hell. There's no reason why you're on hell side, okay, and these guys are on heaven. It's just the way that it happened, okay? I can pray for you afterwards if that's emotionally scarred you in any way. And when he got to hell, let's come over here just in case. I'm feeling bad for these people now. Right over here. Okay, when he got over here, he went to empty the bag of rubbish. And who, what belongs in hell? Rubbish. Stuff that is not good, that's impure, that's, that's bad, that's wrong, that's naughty, any negative stuff. And all of the rubbish got sucked into hell. And the devil tried to suck it all in with Jesus. But there was a problem. His plan was flawed. Does anyone know why? 
Yes, because Jesus didn't have an ounce of rubbish or sin or bad stuff in him. So God knew that he could send Jesus to hell with all our rubbish and he wouldn't be allowed in because he's too good. So Jesus, thankfully for all of us, we could already thank Jesus even when he was in hell. So let's come back over. Sorry, I should... I'm moving too quickly. We're still on day two. <laughs> He's gotten rid of all our rubbish so we can all celebrate and praise Jesus. <laughs> that was fairly good, but not amazing. But <laughs> You've got the rest of your lives, well, in fact, eternity to practice. So. <laughs> and then he came back. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Did he come back to the grave? No, he'd left the grave, okay? Let's give Mariam a round of applause. You can go and sit down now. If we go to Luke chapter 24, you don't have to turn there, but you can if if you want to. It might be helpful for you because then you can mark it and look at it later. And it's entitled The Resurrection. Okay, starting at verse 1. But very early on the Sunday morning, the woman went to the tomb taking the spices they had prepared. No idea why they prepared spices, but for the purposes of this morning, it doesn't really matter. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee. Now, I've been looking looking at those verses again and again for the past week or so. And it baffles me why so often on Easter Sunday morning, I think about the grave. Because the grave, the grave is... Is kind of pointless. Just like the empty egg is pointless. The empty grave is pointless. We don't want to look at the empty grave. The woman went there to find Jesus. He was not there. He'd gone. Now, there's numerous other occasions after that when Jesus appeared before he went to heaven. There's off the top of my memory, you can help me if you like. He appeared to the two women afterwards, not in the grave, okay, notice this. Jesus could have quite easily appeared to them in the, in the grave, just because he has the power to do that, but he chose not to. He chose to send angels to appear to them in the grave. That's very interesting, because for me, if I want to, say I want to go and speak to Lenny, very easy for me to go, hey, Lenny, very quick, yeah? More complicated way of doing it. 
Um, Joel, would you mind going and speaking to Lenny and telling him that I'm not in the grave anymore? Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Like, that's a much harder way of doing it. And yet Jesus chose to do it that way. Maybe it's because he didn't want to be associated with the grave. Yeah? Because what is the grave about? The grave's about death. Has anyone ever sat and meditated on the grave? Hmm, graves. Oh, I love going to graveyards. Like, that's just weird, okay? There's nothing, there's nothing good about focusing on death, okay? And if you don't believe me, like, it's much better just to believe me, but if you really cannot get your head around that, try it. It's bad. It's not good for you. Focus on life, okay? He appeared, so he appeared to the women outside the grave, when they were going away from the grave. He then appeared to two on the road to Emmaus. Yeah. He then appeared to a gathering of them in the in a locked room, which was pretty cool because the room was locked. So he would have had to go through a wall, which is pretty awesome. I'd love it one day if I had to do a mission for Jesus where I got to go through a wall. (laughs) I've watched too many Levi adverts. He then appeared to... He appeared to Doubting Thomas as well. But was that in the room? Then This is a discussion to get you all thinking. It's not because I haven't done my research. And he also, this is one of my favorite ones, he appeared while some of the disciples were out fishing. And do you know what is, this is what's really cool about it, okay? He didn't just appear and just say, hi guys, I'm still alive. He actually appeared and helped them, okay? And this, is, this was my, my best story about his example of that. He appeared while they were fishing, okay? They'd been out fishing all night. For anyone who's ever gone fishing, that's really annoying, okay? Especially in those days because they they didn't just fish for sport and for pleasure. They fished because they needed to eat and feed people, and it was a necessity. It would be like going to Tesco's and spending all night walking around Tesco's and there not being anything on the shelves. You're just like, when is something going to appear on the shelves of Tesco's? How am I going to feed my family? Okay? You'd be so annoyed at Tesco's. You'd probably spend the rest of your lives writing letters of complaint. They'd been out fishing all night and they hadn't caught anything. Jesus appeared on the shore and he said to them, throw your nets over the other side. Which was, hmm, how many of us would have listened? Like, do you not think we've thrown our nets over every single side going and been round around the lake or the sea or whatever it was a hundred times. Like, how dare you tell us to throw them over the other side? But do you know what? They listened to him. Take note of that. They listen, okay? He then called them back over after a, he probably left it a minute or two, maybe not, maybe a bit longer, maybe a bit shorter. He called them back over, and this is what really struck me. He said, come have breakfast. 
and he was cooking fish on the beach already. Yeah? He already had the fish. Yeah? And not only that, he didn't say, come and have breakfast. He said, come have breakfast and bring what you've caught. Now, to me, that would have been like, well, wait a minute, you've already got fish. Why do I have to bring my fish? Because I want you to see what I've done. Yeah? So I picked on that story because I really liked it. But all of these stories show how Jesus helped the people. Okay? And he, he wanted to let people know before he, before he went, not, oh, I was in a grave and I was dead in a grave, but now I'm alive again. Because he didn't want us to focus on the grave. He wanted to let people know that actually he was alive and kicking. He was alive and doing stuff, and he was alive and moving forward. And there's an importance to the empty cross, because actually it stands there and represents that we can come again and again and bring our sin to the cross. God hasn't closed the door for that. If you've still got sin in our life, the empty cross is here for our benefit. It's, it's not here for Jesus' benefit to, to remind us that Jesus is alive, because what Jesus wants to do is remind us every day that he's alive by him living with us. He doesn't want to be associated with death any longer. He wants to be associated with life. Now, so for you this morning... Some of us may have already done this when we put our rubbish in the bay, but God wants us to get right with him this morning and bring our rubbish to the cross. And it doesn't matter how long we've been a Christian. It doesn't matter if we're not a Christian. It doesn't matter if we don't even know what a Christian is. Bring your rubbish to the cross and you still find, you soon find out. And then after the cross, I think there's a reason why Jesus met with people who were on a journey. If you read all, of the, read all of the stories about when Jesus appeared to people, they were all doing something. Nobody was just sitting there thinking, oh, I wonder where Jesus has gone. It's so sad that he's disappeared. They were all going somewhere. They were all, the, probably the closest thing to somebody just sitting there was the people who were gathered in a room. But they were gathered in a room sharing together just like we are this morning, they were doing something. They had to go there. Jesus met with people on the move. Now, who's heard of faith before? Yeah? Have you ever heard of sitting in faith? Or I'm going to have a meditation of faith? Or I'm going I'm to take a lay down of faith? No? No? You hear people say, I'm going to take a step of faith. I'm going to take a leap of faith. They're active words. They're words where we move forward and we do something. And I believe that this morning, God wants us to not only lay our rubbish at the cross and get right with him, but then take a step towards him to meet with him so that we're not looking at an empty grave, just thinking, well, Jesus is alive. Where is he? What's he doing? He wants us to move and then her come and help us and her be with us in our movement. Now, for some of you, you may already know God may have been speaking to you about doing certain things. Maybe God's spoken to you 
about helping somebody at school or um, maybe God's spoken to you about being helpful at home with your parents. Maybe God's spoken to you about a work situation or something. Maybe God's spoken to you about giving your kids lots of chocolate this Easter. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) There are loads of things that God wants to tell us about and help us with so that we can live a life which is full of him and walking with him. But we first have to take a step and show that we're willing to listen and move. And I don't think, looking at those stories, that step happens when we're just sitting there contemplating, going, well, maybe, Jesus, maybe this is right. Maybe if you... I tell you what, I'm going to just sit here, and if you tell me to do something, then I'll do it. But otherwise, I'm just going to sit here, because I don't really really think what he's saying is correct. Do you know what? If you carry on your life like that, you will forever be sitting there waiting for Jesus to speak to you because he calls us to look for him. He calls us to be active and go and find him. But it's not, it's not our responsibility if we find him or not. He's made, he's made the choice to find us. So you don't have to worry, okay? It's not like an Easter egg hunt where you all go out and you're like, oh, no, what if I'm the only person who doesn't find an Easter egg and somebody else gets all the Easter eggs? You don't have to worry about that because Jesus says, if you look for me, you will find me. And we know that we will find him because he's looking for us. But he can only find us if we take that step towards him. So what we're going to do... Because I don't want any of you going away from here this morning and everything that I've just spoken and God's spoken to you about just fizzling out of your heads with the excitement of lots of hollow Easter eggs. So we're going to act on it now. Okay? So the cross is here. You can come and you can bring anything to the cross that you may have. You may think, oh, I'm... I'm not sure whether that was a sin or an, or not. I'm not sure whether that displeased God. Do you know what? Bring it to the cross anyway. There's no harm. Even if you bring good things to the cross, Jesus isn't going to say, go away, don't bring me good things. He wants to hear about your good thing, the good things in your life, but he also wants to take away all of the rubbish from your life so you don't have to deal with it anymore. And you don't get sucked into hell, but you get sucked into heaven. Okay, so you can come to the cross. If you, if you feel like you need to write something down or pray with somebody or just speak something out to somebody to really get it off of, off of your chest and know that that's gone and that's gone for good, then we're going to have somebody over here who I'm going to carefully select when they give me a little eye that says, yes, that's me, God's been talking to me about that. Pastor Jonathan's going to be over here, and you can, if you want him to pray with you, then, and just pour out stuff with him that you've, you know is, you need to get off your chest or whatever, then go for it, but feel free just to come up 
kneel before the cross, lay before the cross, jump before the cross, shake it all off, whatever you have to do before the cross to get rid of it, okay? And then we're going to move, okay? We're going to move in faith. So I'm not really sure what this is going to look like, and it may look different for everyone, but we're going to play a song, and I want everyone to move, okay? But before you move, have a little think about why you're moving, okay? Don't just move because, oh my word, everyone else is moving. If I don't move, then I'm going to be the odd one out. That's not the reason to move, okay? Nobody's going to judge you if you don't move. Well, People might judge you, but that's their problem, okay? They'll have to come to the cross, okay? So what will happen is they'll just be backwards and forwards to the cross, and in the end, they'll be the people who look really stupid. And so then you'll be able to laugh at them as well. But maybe don't do that because you'll have to go to the cross as well. <laughs> maybe just if everyone closes their eyes, it'll be a whole lot easier. Okay? And I want you to think about has God asked me to do something that I need to do? Maybe God's never spoken to me before. Maybe that's because I've never listened to him. Maybe I need to listen to him. So have a moment listening. And you know what? If God doesn't say anything, if he hasn't said anything to you, this is the important bit. Move anyway. Because for all of those people, after Jesus had died... Actually, when I read the Bible, there was only one man who I read about who actually kind of grasped a bit what was happening or what was going to happen, and that was the guy who gave Jesus the grave or his tomb. All of his disciples and that, they'd been with him. They didn't really, they didn't really seem to have a clue. It baffled them. But they moved. They moved on from the cross they moved on from the grave and Jesus met with them so even if you don't have anything just move somewhere and Jesus will give you something and I believe that even before we leave this room this morning Jesus wants to work through us okay first remember this he is your victory okay whatever's going on in your life Jesus is your victory you some of you are agreeing with me. That's good. That's because you're moving. Some of you may be thinking, mm, I've not experienced that. Like, move, and I'll tell you, you'll experience that. Sometimes it takes a bit of moving. And Jesus wants to bring that victory into our lives and then into the lives of others. Am I really running out of time? Yeah, yeah okay. I've got a really cool story. You can ask me afterwards if you want to know. If you're struggling with faith and believing, come and speak to me afterwards because I want to share a story with you. So we're going to play a song just because it's, it's good to listen to songs and hear good songs that speak about Jesus and his goodness. And then what I want you to do is just as you feel ready, just move. Just go somewhere. Maybe God will call you to go and speak to somebody, pray with somebody, talk with somebody. And you will meet with Jesus. You might go out of this room this morning and think, mm, I'm not sure if I've met with Jesus yet. Keep moving. Don't stop moving. 
They were up all night fishing. They had to wait till the morning. They kept going until the very end, but Jesus did not fail them. He still met with them, okay? So keep going. As long as you keep moving, moving in faith, it will happen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com.